فقالو so they said ربنا oh our lord بعد create distance lengthen the distance بعد from بعيندال بعد what does بعد mean that which is far that which is distant so بعد create a distance you know in dua when we say اللهم بعد بيني وبين خطايا that oh Allah create a distance between me and my sins I know I've committed them, of course. They're in my record, but create a distance between me and my sins. I want to be as far from them as possible. So, they said, Rabbana ba'id, create a distance, baina between asfarina, our journeys. Asfar is the plural of safar. Lengthen our journeys. Lengthen our journeys. We're too bored of all of this ease and convenience. We want adventure. We want adventure. You know, the first time I read this ayah, I couldn't understand. Like, who would ask for that? I want the journey to be longer. The reason why they asked for this, why they wanted the journeys to be longer, is because they really wanted to show off their wealth. Because when they would travel in this way, through the African countries, and there were so many cities on the way, they didn't really have to bring any food with them. They were treated as guests everywhere. So when they were treated as guests, they didn't have to bring their supplies. They didn't have the chance to show to all those nations that they had a lot of money, that they could afford a lot. And this also happens with us sometimes, that we get too used to the blessings that we're enjoying, and we want adventure. For the sake of adventure, we ask for difficulty. This is similar to how the Bani Israel, they were being given food in the desert. And what did they say? We want something else. We're too bored of it. So Musa alayhi salam told them, go to the city and go work and get all the variety that you want. Right? So they asked for difficulty. These people also, they asked for difficulty. This is also ingratitude. Thinking that what Allah has given to us is not good enough. Oh, I'm bored of it. I need a change now. I'm tired of this. So they said, بَاعِدْ بَيْنَ أَسْفَارِنَا وَظَّلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ They wronged themselves. How did they commit injustice against themselves? With this ingratitude. Because they deprived themselves only. فَجَعَلْنَاهُمْ So we made them. Ahadith into narrations, stories. Plural of the word, hadith. What is a hadith? That which is narrated. So this nation, the kingdom of Sheba, they basically turned into tales, into stories. Meaning, they were finished. As a kingdom, they were destroyed. Why? Because there were only two ways by which this nation survived. One was through the dam, and secondly, through their trade journeys. What happened to the reservoir, to the water that they had? Flooded, lands destroyed. Now what was the other option? Trade. And even in that, they expressed ingratitude. So they lost their lands, and they lost their profits through the trade also. So who is it that they deprived them? Themselves. وَظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ It is said that after the destruction of the dam, there was literally a mass exodus from this area. People could not live there anymore. Because obviously, if you don't have any food, how are you going to live? If you don't have any water, how are you going to live? If you don't have any income, how are you going to survive? 
So people had to leave this area in search of other areas where they could find water and food. And basically this land became empty. It was empty. And for centuries this area was uninhabited, literally. It was only in the 1980s actually that a new dam was built over here. In the 1980s. Alright? But for so many centuries this area was deserted. فَجَعَلْنَاهُمْ أَحَادِيثِ What was left of these people was just what? Just stories. And if you think about it, so many nations in this area, like for example, even in Africa, even in Yemen, there are stories of the people of Sheba. Just stories. So much so that fact from fiction cannot be distinguished. Alright? And so many examples people have in Arab culture relating to the people of Saba. Alright? So, فَجَعَلْنَاهُمْ أَحَادِيثُ وَمَزَّقْنَاهُمْ And we dispersed them كُلَّ مُمَزَّقْ In total dispersion. مُمَزَّقْ We read this word earlier also. What does مَزَّقَ mean? To tear apart. And تَمْزِيق مَزَّقَ يُمَزِّقُ تَمْزِيق Is to shred to pieces. So, there was a time when this nation was together. Right? They lived in their maskan. But what happened? After their ingratitude, when they lost their source of livelihood, they could not live in their home anymore. They had to migrate to other lands in order to find food and shelter there. So, مَزَّقْنَاهُمْ كُلَّ مُمَزَّق Just think about it. You know, when there is a war somewhere, for example, then people just run out of that area, out of their home country, to any other country where they can find shelter. Hmm? Exactly. Like for example, we see the people of Syria. It's so heartbreaking. You know, when you see images of Syria 10-15 years ago, right? What a beautiful place, what a beautiful country. My mom's teacher actually, he was Syrian, Sheikh Badinjigi. May Allah have mercy upon him and forgive him. He was from Syria. And I remember he visited us in Pakistan MashaAllah, amazing man. Amazing man. And the kind of stories he would tell about Syria, completely different place. Right? Very prosperous, well-off, people were knowledgeable. I mean, people would go from North America to Syria to study Tajweed, to study Islamic sciences. Alright? Now, you know, any Western European country you go to, not just that, even in the Middle East, anywhere you go, you will find Syrian people. Because it's not safe for them to live there anymore. And you know, if you think about it, down the road, after a hundred years or so, these people have their roots from Syria, but where are they now? All over the world. Right? I mean, the whole world is like that in a way, that you'll find people from every country in almost every other country. That's a fact. But it's sad to see an entire nation disintegrate like that. So, مَزَّقْنَاهُمْ كُلَّ مُمَزَّقْ and these days, of course, I mean, you know where your roots are from. But back then, people wouldn't even know. Mazaknahum kullamu mazak, completely disintegrated. Inna fi dalika la ayat. Indeed, in that are surely signs. Li kulli sabbarin shakur for every person who is extremely patient and extremely grateful. That sometimes what happens is that we get bored of the blessings that Allah has given us. We want some thrill. We want some excitement. We want some change. And we start complaining about what Allah has given us. But this should teach us that we need to do sabr. This should teach us that we need to do shukr. 
Okay, good question. These people asked for more difficulty, right? Because they were bored of the conveniences that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had provided them. So what are some ways in which we express you know, such boredom of the blessings that Allah has given us? And instead of asking for ease, we're actually asking for difficulty. Can you think of some examples? What is it that we need to avoid? Yes. Okay. Let's say if a person is studying and they're getting really frustrated with what they're studying and they say, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Can I just quit? Can I just leave this now? This is expressing ingratitude. I remember I met a person who had actually gone to medical school. They were in their last year. Okay? And they said, forget it. I'm done. I'm done. Forget last year was literally the end of the race. And they said, I'm too tired of this. I'm too tired of this. Now thinking that I've come all this way, this is just the last step of the journey, right? But they literally gave up. They never became a medical doctor. They never did. Because they never completed their degree. Any other way in which we express frustration? Yes. Okay, it's snowing, car's not working. You know what? It would be so easy if I could just bus it. You know, I was better off when I would just use the bus all the time. I mean, I'm not saying using a bus is a bad thing. It's a good thing. But alhamdulillah, Allah has given you a better option. Just because the car is not working, stop cursing and kicking the car. Right? Yes, I was going to come to that. Complaining about children. Right? That sometimes children really, they could get on your nerves and really make you upset and agitated and angry. And saying words of ingratitude at that time could be very dangerous. Yeah. That person has been making dua for some time and they feel that their dua is not being responded to in the way they want. I'm done. I'm done. So expressing such frustration. Go ahead. Good example. Uh, Living with the parents, single. You know what? I'm an adult, over 18, right? I can technically live on my own. I do have a job. So, I'm done. Nobody can stop me. And then what happens? When they do have to live on their own, I can't do the cleaning myself. Right? I can't do this myself. I can't do that myself. I'm not saying that we should not think about change. This does not mean that we should not think about change. Change is good sometimes. It is for the better sometimes. But always think, what I have right now and what I'm seeking, what is better? What is better? And you see over here, the problem was that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had provided them with this convenience. What was this convenience? That their journey was made easy. They could travel long distances in very short amount of time and every city that they went to they could actually trade over there all right, and get the goodies of every land basically but they wanted to travel through the desert longer distances so that they could really show off all of their wealth and their resources yeah what's the reason why you're asking for some change what is it that you want they wanted this change because they were fed up of that convenience. They wanted the change because they wanted to show off their wealth. Is that a justified reason? Is that a good reason? No, it isn't. Right? If on the other hand, if a person is, let's say, getting very 
tired of their work, of their job, and they say that I need to change this. I know it's very convenient. I just go to work nine to five. I make some money. You know, everything gets done, but it's not really fulfilling me, right? It's not really bringing meaning in my life. It doesn't really align with what I want to accomplish in my life. So yes, if I quit this job right now and strive towards what I really want to achieve in my life, it would mean that for some time I would have no income. But in the long run, this is something that's better for me, better for what I can accomplish. So that's a good reason. You understand? Go ahead. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I was reading about this woman once. She's a married woman and she was chatting with uh, some boys. And then she liked this man because he's talking to her nicely and this and that. And then her husband, he give her everything she wants. He take care of her and he like her. But still she didn't realize that. So what she did, she divorced her husband. She told him to divorce her and she went with the other guy. And then the other guy, he said, I'm not going to have a wife like this. She chat online with boys. He left her too. So she's not with her husband. She's not with the guy she was. Subhanallah. And you know, sometimes it happens that For instance, a woman hears from other women that, oh, she's single. She gets so much money from the government. She's got all the freedom that she wants. She doesn't have a husband to order her around. You know, my husband, yes, he makes money. But if I were single, then I would probably get more money. And, you know, I'd be free and I would enjoy all of these benefits. So get rid of him. This is true. This is true. It happens. Get rid of this man. So that I can have more money. Okay, you can replace the man with the money. But what will happen when your children will need a father to show love to them and to discipline them and to teach them how to live? Can money ever replace a human being? Forget about your children. You yourself, don't you need a partner? Don't you need that intimacy and that closeness? The thing is that no man is perfect. No human being is perfect. You've got to take the good and the bad together. Go ahead. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's really scary. We always complain about the weather. And two minutes in the car we say, oh, it's cold today. Or even we cannot stand two minutes. But imagine people in Syria having a cold with no heat and cold with no food. And cold with no clothes. So this is test for us. We're not a chosen people, but we have to shukri. The na'ma of Allah give it to us. And also make dua the people who don't have our sister and brothers who is really suffering. Yes. That each person needs to see in their own situation that what are the many blessings that Allah has blessed me with and, and what are my complaints about? Like really? Okay, so the question is that did this happen after the queen of Saba or before? Remember that the queen of Sheba, firstly her name was not Sheba, right? She was just a queen who ruled over the kingdom of Sheba. The name Sheba comes from Saba and Saba comes from their ancestor whose children lived in the area and so they were known as the people of Saba. Alright, now we learned that the queen at the time of Sulaiman salam, she went with her people and she embraced Islam. Of course, the whole kingdom could not have gone from here, all right, and resided with Sulaiman in Asham. That's not what happened. The kingdom was there still. They continued to thrive and to live on. 
and it was after the queen many years after her that this dam was breached and the lands were destroyed and this kingdom was uh, it came to an end all right yes another example of this ayah could be that i'm getting frustrated with life and asking for death yes yeah that is a very true example getting frustrated with life and asking for death you know it's like out of the pan into the fire literally this is what happens every blessing is attached with trials every single blessing so we should not ask for a change because we're tired of that blessing we should ask for a change when we want to accomplish more in life better in life when we want to do something more when we want to be more productive more useful right not that we get fed up of that blessing of the challenges that it brings and we end up in a worse situation than we were in before we get so used to our privileges that we don't realize what we have anymore when i was in high school what i used to do was uh, read the bbc every single day and it's kind of funny because like there was a joke within the club that i was in that reading the news is just depressing because one thing happens and another thing happens it's just you know you have to keep a balance on it you can't read too much and then just make yourself depressed but i felt that it really helped ground me and even now whenever i'm discussing with my brother of what's happening we always try to keep that in mind because it helps us realize that whatever is going on with our lives is nothing compared to what happens with others when you see what other people are going through um and even if it's just a small article that you read uh it really grounds you and it really reminds you okay this is hard but get over it there's more and there's worse and you really really should be grateful for what you have compared to you know what other people who wish they could have what you do yes and you see gratitude it it makes you more positive when it makes you more positive you are happier and when you're happier you can do your work better and when you're doing your work better you're being more productive you know it's like that saying that what we appreciate appreciates right it grows and when we are ungrateful it's like that negative spiral going deeper and deeper into negativity so one way is of shukr and the other way is of وَلَقَدْ أَنْ سَرْتَنْلِي صَدَّقَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَدَّقَ He proved true. عَلَيْهِمْ on them, against them, إِبْلِيسُ إِبْلِيسُ What was it that came true for these people? By Iblis, ظَنَّهُ His assumption. Whose assumption? The assumption of Iblis. Meaning Iblis had this assumption about people. And in the case of the people of Saba, that assumption came true. What is it that Iblis assumed about humanity? What is it that he said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You know when he refused to prostrate to Adam alayhi salam and Iblis asked for permission to live until the day of judgment and that he should be allowed to try to mislead man. He said at that time, in Surah Al-A'raf ayah 17, Allah says that Iblis said, وَلَا تَجِدُ أَكْثَرَهُمْ شَاكِرِينَ You will not find most of humanity to be grateful. This is what he thought about mankind. And with respect to the people of Saba, did this thought of his come true? Yes, it did. فَاتَّبَعُوهُ So they followed him. He told them to be ungrateful. He put negative thoughts in their heads and they followed. إِلَّا إِكْسَبْتْ فَرِيقًا مِّنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ A group of the believers. Meaning there were some people amongst the people of Saba who weren't like the rest. They were believers and they were grateful. And this shows to us that it's possible to be grateful even when everyone around you may be ungrateful. 
إِلَّا فَرِيقًا مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَمَا كَانَ لَهُ And he did not have عَلَيْهِمْ against them مِنْ سُلْطَانٍ any authority. Iblis did not have against these people any force that he could compel them to be ungrateful. All Iblis could do and can do is just what? Put thoughts in. Isn't it? Like in Surah An-Nisa, ayah 199, I will mislead them, I will, I will fill them with false hopes. So that's all he could do. Fill them with false hopes, with wrong thoughts, with ingratitude. He could basically just call them. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls, He describes the plan of shaitan as weak. Why is it weak? Because shaitan can only call to evil. He can only put a thought. That's it. He can't make you say words of ingratitude. He cannot make you do something wrong. He doesn't have that kind of authority. Illa, except, meaning but. Meaning the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed this to happen, that Allah let shaitan put those thoughts in the hearts of men, is lina alama, so that we know. Because a person could argue over here, well, you know, it's your heart that rules. So if shaitan can inspire bad thoughts in your heart, then game's over. No. Why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed shaitan to do this? So that لِنَعْلَمَ So that we know مَنْ يُؤْمِنُ بِالْآخِرَةِ Who is it that really believes in the hereafter? مِمَّنْ Than the one who هُوَ He is مِنْهَا About it Meaning about the hereafter فِي شَكٍ In doubt Meaning when shaitan puts waswasa in the hearts of people Right? Then what happens? Some people, they accept that waswasa. And there are other people who fight it. Those who accept it, those who pursue it, what does it show? They are really in doubt about the hereafter. And those who fight it, that means that they are certain about the hereafter. Because what keeps a person grateful is his iman in the hereafter. And what makes a person ungrateful is his doubt in the hereafter. How does belief in the hereafter make you grateful? How? Because you know that what's right now is not everything. Isn't it? You know that what's right now is just temporary. You know that right now what matters is not what I have, but what I feel and what I do and what I think and what I say. So through shaitan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests people. وَرَبُّكَ and your Lord عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ حَفِيظٍ over everything He is a guardian حَفِيظ meaning حَافِظ who is حَافِظ one who does حِفْظ what does حِفْظ mean to protect to guard and that means that you keep a close eye you keep a watch over something so He is over everything حَفِيظ meaning He is a guardian over everything He watches Everything He knows who is grateful and who is not. Who is obedient and who is not. قُلْ Udru Call upon, invoke. الَّذِينَ زَعَمْتُمْ Those whom you claim مِن دُونِ Besides Allah. Meaning you claim that they are deities besides Allah. So you claim that they are gods, call upon them. Ask them for help. لَا يَمْلِكُونَ La not Yamlikuna they possess, meaning they have power over. Even Mithqala Dharratin, the weight of an atom. 
something as small as the weight of an atom even, they do not have control over it. Whether that small, tiny object is fissamawat, somewhere in the skies, wala fil alt, nor in the earth. Meaning, it doesn't matter where that object is, in the sky or the earth, they do not have any control over it. وَمَا لَهُمْ And they do not have فِيهِمَا In them too. In what too? In the skies and the earth. مِنْ شِرْكٍ Any share. Meaning any partnership. Partnership with who? With Allah. They did not create them with Allah. They do not own them with Allah. وَمَا لَهُ And he does not have, meaning Allah does not have, minhum from them, min zahirin any assistant. Meaning, none of these idols or false gods that you call upon, these so-called gods that you call upon, none of them is a helper to Allah. Meaning, Allah does not need their help in any way whatsoever. So over here, those who rely upon others, those who worship others, they're being challenged. Go ahead. Worship them. Call upon them. Ask them to bless you with something or to remove some harm from you. Can they? No, they cannot. Because they do not even have control over something as small as an atom's weight. Something as insignificant as that, they have no authority over it. Then how could they bless you with something? And how could they take some harm away from you? What is being proven over here is how wrong shirk is, how illogical shirk is. Now why do you think shirk is being mentioned over here? Because if you think about it, shirk is what? It is basically ingratitude to Allah. Shirk is basically ingratitude to Allah. How? Think of it this way. Your mom gives you a gift. Alright? And instead of saying thank you to her, you call up your friend who gave your mom a suggestion as to what your mom should give to you. So you just call your friend and you maybe thank her. Because your friend gave the suggestion. So you thank the friend, but you don't thank the mother at all. You understand what's happening over here? In this case, the mother did take the help of the friend. She took the help of the friend. So okay, the friend still deserves some level of gratitude. But what if the friend didn't give any suggestion? Nothing whatsoever. Does it make sense even that you call up your friend and you thank her and not the mother who gave the gift in the first place? It's illogical. It's illogical. But at the same time, if you're calling up your friend and you're talking to her about the gift that your mom gave, you're going on and on and on. What does it show? Extreme ingratitude. That you're enjoying this gift with your friend, you cannot even thank the mother for it? You understand? So you see, over here, shirk, shirk is what? To give a share to somebody else. The gratitude that should be shown to the mother is being, or the good words, or the joy, the happiness that should be shown to the mother is being shown to who? Somebody else. That is unfair. And this is what shirk is. Shirk is a form of ingratitude. So these people of Sabbath, their example is given of how they were ungrateful to Allah. But now, the lesson is being extended. That don't just think that the people of Sabbath were ungrateful. Think about yourself also. And remember, Surah is Makki. Primarily, it was the people of Makkah who were being addressed. So, in this as a lesson, that the shirk that you're doing, you're basically being ungrateful to Allah.
We listen to the recitation of these ayat and we move on. فَأَعْرَضُوا فَأَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ سَيْلَ الْعَرِمِ وَبَدَّلْنَاهُمْ وَبَدَّلْنَاهُمْ بِجَنَّتَيْهِمْ جَنَّتَيْنِ ذَوَاتَيْ أُكُلٍ خَمْطٍ وَأَثْلٍ وَشَيْءٍ مِّنْ سِدْرٍ قَلِيلٍ ذَلِكَ جَزَيْنَاهُمْ بِمَا كَفَرُوا وَهَلْ نُجَازِي إِلَّا الْكَفُورِ وَجَعَلْنَا بَيْنَهُمْ وَبَيْنَ الْقُرَى الَّتِي بَارَكْنَا فِيهَا قُرًا ظَاهِرَةً وَقَدَّرْنَا فِيهَا السَّيْرِ سيروا فيها ليالي وأياما آمنين فقالوا ربنا باعد بين أسفارنا وظلموا أنفسهم فجعلناهم أحاديث ومزقناهم كل ممزق إن في ذلك لآيات لكل صبار شكور ولقد صدق عليهم إبليس ظنه فاتبعوه إلا فريقا من المؤمنين وما كان له عليهم سلطان إلا لنعلم من يؤمن بالآخرة ممن هو منها في شك وربك على كل شيء حفيظ قل ادعوا الذين زعمتم من دون الله لا يملكون مثقال ذرة في السماوات ولا في الأرض وما لهم فيهما من شرك وما له منهم من ظهير 